This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Borewood 1, Wrexham 1, and combined with Stockport's win at Chesterfield, that's something of a blow, isn't it? The title further away now than it was at the start of the match, and what a shame, because Wrexham conceding a 90th minute penalty against a team that were down to 10 men in the 37th minute, really have got to be bitterly disappointed not to come out from a win with this game. Wrexham refreshed things a little bit. There are injuries, but thankfully Bryce Susanna was able to start, and also Callum McFadgen was back from injuries, plus Jake Hyde back on the bench, so that was good news. So Wrexham basically refreshed the wing-back positions, McFadgen and Susanna coming in there. And to be honest, the first 37 minutes until the red card were quite a difficult watch. It was frustrating. Wrexham didn't get the ball down and move it around as they'd like to. Now, you know, okay, they're extenuating circumstances in a way because Woods are a long ball team who are extremely difficult to play against. And having done well against Stockport, I think they were keen and up for it to show that they were going to put an equal effort in against Wrexham. And they, they hemmed us back, didn't make that many chances, but they did push us back. And certainly there wasn't much fluency in our play. There was some threat up front. The first chance of the game was a terrific quick break. Palmer getting the ball after Mullen had won it in midfield and a lovely one-touch move, one move by Palmer first to flick it over his shoulder and send Jones clear down the right of the bit of space. He punched in across looking for Mullen, punched it too far ahead of Mullen. No shame because he was unmarked in the box. It was a, a real opportunity. Talking about real opportunities though, in the 18th minute, Boreham Wood, wow, how they didn't take the lead was pretty hard to work out in front of a remarkable Wrexham following of over a 1,000. In fact, the Wrexham fans... Well, here's a couple of basic stats for you. The Wrexham fans were over half the crowd. And secondly, uh, the Wrexham fans were more than has ever attended a Borenwood home game against Wrexham in total. Amazing away support. And they were delighted when this one didn't go in. It was a big one, a free kick by the corner flag right-hand side. Palmer harshly penalised. I didn't enjoy David Rock's, Rock's performance, the referee. Um, he... he set the tone early on by not giving Palmer a couple of free kicks. Maybe Palmer went down a bit easily, but he then really wasn't giving us stuff when they were fouls. It was a strange one. So this one was a bit soft. Redmond took it, whipped it into the far post. Will Evans lunged in at close range and should have scored, really. But his tumbling header hit the left-hand post. It bounced back out, and Smith smashed it from 15 yards and hit the same post, and it bounced out again. Incredible good fortune for Wrexham but we continues to, to not really get the ball down and not look awfully threatening but then I suppose Bournemouth apart from those instants didn't really either we had a moment when a toes of throw was cleared eventually it fell to Davis who got himself into a shooting position but couldn't keep it down and then well the games just suddenly changed in the 37th minute it started off with Wrexham nearly taking the lead, in fact. Jones feeding the ball to the left channel. Davis, who was getting into some really attacking positions, lashing a powerful shot in. And Nathan Ashmore making the first of, of many outstanding saves. There's a lot to pick up apart in this game. But a big part of why Wrexham didn't win it was the astonishing performance of Ashmore. However, within moments, 
Bournemouth were down to 10 men. And it was that man, Jamal Fifield again, bless him. He scored for us against Stockport on Saturday, and now he goes and gets sent off against us as well. Jolly good of him. Um, 100% correct decision by David Rock. The ball's in midfield. It's a scrappy little passage of play with tackles going in. Davis receives the ball, and Fifield just jumps in, two footies. He's out of control. I think he even clips James Jones as well as Davis, but he two foots Davis, and the referee had no hesitation straight with the red card. Fifield was furious, but it was, it was correct, absolutely correct. The ref had any other option, to be honest. Uh, Davis needed extended tra- treatments, but thankfully he was, played the rest of the 90 and looked very lively. And Wrexham then finished the half, finding their rhythm at last. At last, that passing rhythm came back across from side to side. At last, we were moving the ball about confidently. At last, the strikers were getting better service. The wing-backs and the centre-backs were getting forwards. <clears throat> Boreham Woods went to a 4-3-2 to try to give themselves some threat up the pitch. And it wasn't working because we were overloading them on the flanks and we were causing them real problems. The danger began when Mullen played a superb ball out to the right-hand side to find Bryce Susanna. He helped it onto the overlapping French. He pulled it back, and Mullen should have scored, in all honesty, about eight yards out, unmarked, and he slashed it over the bar, and he put his head in his hand straight away. He knew that was a great chance. Uh, but we kept putting pressure on Mullen, <laughs> doing some, something uh, rather than remarkable, nearly. In the last minute of the half, a ricochet off a defender on the halfway, and Mullen latched onto it. It was a two-on-two break. Maybe he should have carried the ball, but instead he got there and he tried a 40-yard shot because Ashmore was off his line, didn't really hit it right. It went well further wide than Ollie Palmer's long-range effort on Saturday. The <clears throat> There was a moment of danger for Exum in the first minute of the three added, as Maundy, who we know is very dangerous, drove down the left-hand side. Wrexham backed off. He was in exactly the spot where he scored that world-class goal for the uh, for Wheelston last season against us. On this occasion, instead, he fed a great ball to the far post to Marsh, who slotted the ball back inside Dibble. Toza hooked it away from the unguarded goal. And Wrexham then broke straight up the other end in a very controversial moment. Davis doing well to slide the ball in. Mullen accelerating past Evans, was one-on-one with the goalkeeper. Evans lunged in, handled the ball, and Mullen went to ground. He'd just been bucked Evans. It looked to me like the least you're going to give us a second yellow, if not a straight red, because it's a professional foul, because Mullen was all on his own. And I'm afraid the referee thinking, do I, if I give this free kick, I've got to send off two, two centre-backs in the space of eight minutes in the same team, chickened out and gave nothing. Uh, it was a very poor decision. And still Wrexham kept coming. As James Jones got the ball in midfield, fed the ball to the edge of the area, where Davis turned ten yards out and just stumbled as he was about to pull the trigger. Truly frustrating. <laughs> Wrexham carried on and carried on, hammering away. And in the fourth added minutes, beyond the three that the referee indicated, um, I think this shot hit the bar. A ball, again, on the left-hand side, again, Davis driving on. Ooh, he looked like he was so determined to try and get a result. Beat two men, pulled it back in, and McFadden with the last kick of the half, six yards out, the crowded box, went for the top right corner. And like I said, I think it just flicked to the top of the bar as it went behind. So frustration 
for Wrexham. Yeah, ultimately, that would be the feeling, the overwhelming feeling, because the second half, until the last ten minutes, would follow the same pattern. Wrexham totally dominating Bournemouth, making a succession of chances, but only one would go in, and Wrexham would pay for not being ruthless against a, a, in a match which, frankly, they should have had won. Wrexham started the second half really quickly. Toza with a long throw, which came to nothing, but it came back out to him on the right-hand side. He swept in the cross of the far post. Palmer getting up, just couldn't get on top of his header, put it well over the bar. Then it was James Jones feeding Young on the edge of the area, on his left foot, but he got good contact on the ball, and it went through a real crowd. In fact, Mullen had to jump almost like a matador, to get out of the way of it. Ashmore, a lucky moment for him, as he fumbled this, but was lucky it stuck close to him, and he was able to leap on it. And the same happened again, just a minute later. Uh, this time it was Palmer doing really well to beat Evans on the left-hand side, pulling it back. Mullen driving in the shot, a good save by Ashmore, but the ball spilled away from him. Hosanna looked like he was going to have an open goal tap in, but somehow Ashmore just about managed to poke a foot out and, and poke the ball clear. It looked increasingly like it was going to take something special to beat Ashmore, and that's what it did. 55th minute, Hosanna again breaking down the right-hand side, feeding in Mullen, brilliant touch, one to, to, to bring it inside, and then just lashed it across Ashmore and into the top left corner. Mullen is 25th league goal of the season, first Wrexham player to achieve that feat since Andy Morrell in 2002-2003. He becomes the top scorer in the National League, of course. Wow, what a beautiful finish. And it is no more than Wrexham deserved at this point, Boreham Wood, who'd switched to a 4-4-1, but it wasn't really working. We're there for the taking, in all honesty. Ashmore, like I say, fair play, had massively kept the score down. But Wrexham was still carving out chances. Um, Lewis on the left-hand side of the midfield was just not having any influence going forwards and kept tucking in and leaving Hosanna just to burst up the pitch. And Hosanna was terrifying him. He was running the game. He sets up the goal. There were so many opportunities coming down the right-hand side and Wrexham just weren't taking them. And the chances continued to come. Uh, it was a... Big <clears throat> bomb. A ball down the right-hand side by Hosanna into the goal. Now finds Palmer in the six-yard box. Tight angle. He decides to shoot. It beats Ashmore, but is hooked away off the line, straight back to Palmer, who hits it again, and Ashmore somehow manages to make a save with his foot. It was a bizarre sort of save. He's off balance and just about managed to prod it away as it was going in the bottom right corner from, what, about a yard out, two yards out? Again, does he just feel... <laughs> it's just almost over the line. Come on, maybe <laughs> queuing up to score here. Then it's Cloweth feeding it inside to Davis. A, a replay of that glorious first goal he scored at Weymouth last week. Accelerating left-hand side, getting to within about 25 yards, and then lashing it into the top left corner. The only difference being Ashmore leaps across and makes a remarkable acrobatic save. And within a minute, another chance. Jones. Um driving in a shot from about 25 yards into a crowded goal mouth. A brilliant attempt by Mullen to just flick it. Sends it just wide of the left post with Ashmore beaten for once. Just a tiny bit more contact and that was 2-0. And 2-0 it would have definitely been over. Wrexham then trying to put pressure together. A long passage of play. Jones scooping it over the top. Mullen unable to get there because Stevens grabs him round the throat and pulls him back. The referee not going to be brave and give this decision. 
and Bowen uh, Woods went straight up the pitch and also have equalised Lewis with his one real contribution in the second half, sweeping in across, which dropped between the centre-backs, French and Toza. Scott Bowden, with a free header six yards out, put it too close to Dibble, who blocked it, couldn't hang on to it, and did really well to get to that second ball and, and, and push it away from Bowden's feet. But Wrexham kept pushing on, and there was one more amazing save. The pick of the saves from Ashmore as Young smashed in a shot. It took a huge deflection on the edge of the area, off Raymond, span over Ashmore, and how he managed to get back, take off, and somehow claw it around for a corner when it was dropping with pace into the top left corner. I just don't know. Not that the chances uh, stopped at that point, because four minutes later, Clareth feeds Mullen at the edge of the area. He drives in a shot. It's deflected onto the left post and spins away. And then Toza with a superb ball over the top, but Palmer clear in the penalty area. He brings it down beautifully and then decides he's going to go for the spectacular finish rather than take on the keeper and launched it over the stand. And believe me, a long way over the stand. Now, those two chances came as we were just starting to wind down a touch. We'd had to make a change. Well, I say had to make a change. Hull Johnson came on for Hosanna. And this is not a criticism of Hull Johnson. did nothing wrong. But he didn't have the same influence as Hosanna. Now, Hosanna, to be fair, is coming back from a serious injury. And whether the plan was that he wouldn't complete the 90, or whether a little instant just before uh, that he went off was indicative of something, I don't know. He got the ball on the right. He was taking on Mondi. I mean, Mondi's an excellent fullback. And although Hosanna was, was ripping it up down that flank, it was because Wrexham were outnumbering and Hosanna was making the right runs and playing the light passes. But he, Mondi actually looked at least as quick as Hosanna, surprisingly. And he tried to knock it past Mondi and do it for pace. And Mondi immediately was in control. And Hosanna pulled up and stopped chasing. At the time, I wondered if it was just that he thought, OK, he's going to get there. But I now wonder, because he was subbed about two minutes later, whether it was, in fact, a case of Hosanna feeling something go as he tried to kick off and realising, hang on, I can't carry on here in case, or I'll, I'll risk making myself you know, have a recurrence of an injury. So we took him off. And we, we did start to lose things a little bit. Bournemouth made a good double substitution as well. Um, so they had kept that 4-4-1 shape. At first, although they would later throw Danilo Orsi on later on when they really started to try to throw the kitchen sink at us as a second striker. But they just got a bit more life through the substitutions. Mondi had a, hit a threatening shot as we got into the last 10 minutes. It was going wide at the right post, but Dibble wasn't certain, couldn't take the chance, dived and pushed it around the post. And then from the corner, Evans getting up a free header 10 yards out, but he just couldn't control it, didn't get much contact, and it flew well wide. But at this point, we started setting back and struggling to break, and we were having problems, and it was starting to get a bit nerve-wracking. Ashmore with a huge kick through the middle, which Dibble let bounce. Marsh jumped with him. Was he fouled? Uh, Dibble thought so. 50-50, I would say. He did jump into Dibble and make contact with him and knocked him into the post. But the ref didn't give it, and I can see why he didn't give it as well. I don't think Marsh was going for Dibble. The ball drops loose, and luckily Marsh in the six-yard box couldn't really do much with it, and Dibble could grab hold of it. We tried a little time-wasting substitution. Dan Jarvis on for Paul Mullen. Not just time-wasting, of course. Jarvis can, can keep the ball. But we didn't handle this like the end of the Southend game at all. Bournemouth kept winning free kicks. 
corners, throw-ins, and they were dangerous from set players because they had so many big players. And in the 90th minute, it happened. I've got to say, like I said, uncharacteristic. We looked a little bit panicky in the closing minutes. A corner came in. It was a terrific scramble. We managed to get it to the edge of the area. Palmer tried to bring it clear, but lost the ball. Our defenders were, I think, desperately looking for a way to attack the ball. It was flicked in over the top of advancing defenders. Smith was running down the left-hand side of the box. Dangerous position, but running away from goal. But French came charging across and just recklessly tripped him. No question, as a penalty. No controversy about that at all. And a poor decision by Tyler French. He needed, having got, done well to sprint across there, needed to stay on his feet and just challenge Smith to do something clever to beat him. Tyrone Marsh stepped up last minute of the game, drilled it into the bottom left corner. And then the celebration lasted for two minutes. Jake Hyde came on after injury to replace Tyler French. And Wrexham just tried to hurl the ball forwards. And we did make one chance. Davis again, sprinting down the left-hand side, pulling it back. Palmer back to goal, six yards off. Laid it off. But McFadden again, as he ended the first half, driving a close-range shot. But again, difficult to score with a crowded goal mouth. And it was deflected over. Wrexham frustrated. Chesterfield winning. Uh, Stockport, winning, as I say, at Chesterfield. Uh, handball penalty, which... Well, BT Sports were trying to say it was controversial. It was an excellent decision, I think. Maybe Wrexham unlucky because usually refs aren't brave. But it was a handball. definitely was handball. His hand was up and it was borderline if it was in the box or not. Um, that looked to me like it was just in the box and the refs got every right to give it. So that's a shame for Wrexham. That title just slipped a bit further away, but it's not over yet. As for performances, Dibble strong until the closing stages where he looked a, a touch jittery with a couple of decisions, but he did make a couple of sharp saves too. Um, the centre-backs, uh, well, I mean, they did well. French, sadly, uh, sort of blotted a, a good performance with his rash challenge for the penalty. Toza was solid and played some good passes out, especially in the second half. There's a lot of really good uh, direct passes out that found their targets. And, and Clueth, again, was strong coming forwards and solid at the back. Didn't have much defending to do until the closing stages after the red card, to be honest. Was Adam a man of the match for me? And a massive influence on the second half. Really took the game to Boreham Woods. And him coming off, I think, took a bit of the wind out of our sails. McFadden equally was impressive on the left as well, getting into a lot of good positions, a lot of good shooting positions as well, a genuine threat and untroubled defensively. Good to see him get through 90 minutes. The midfield trio, uh, Young again, had a good game. He A lot of good probing passes from a little bit deeper. And good to see him have a couple of good shots as well because he doesn't seem to have quite as many goals on goal. I don't know if he's aware that he hasn't scored this season, but he, he doesn't seem to back himself quite as much to shoot when he gets the opportunity. Davis, to be fair, was up and down the pitch, up and down the pitch. He looked so determined to, to take the game to Borumwood. The way he was when they were down to 10 men driving at them, and the way he did an added time after the equaliser, you could really see this is a this is a Wrexham fan on the pitch, desperate to get that goal. He, he showed real heart. And Jones, to be fair, played a lot of good balls into the area, gave a lot of good support for Bryce Susanna, whether it was playing him in or pulling players away, and also put in a decent shift. The two strikers, a funny sort of game. I mean, Mullen, hats off to him, scores again. Had a couple of other opportunities, which I think he'd be disappointed he didn't score, but he caused problems for the centre-backs. Palmer had struggled in the air against the massive centre-backs, 
had some good moments, was wasteful occasionally when he had a chance in the box though. So frustration, massive frustration for Wrexham. And at this late stage, well, we've just got to beat Stockport now, pile the pressure on them and hope that that's enough to force another error from them. But the final score of Borenwood 1, Mark, uh, Mark Griffiths 1. <laughs> I am Wrexham Football Club. With the final score of Borenwood 1, Wrexham 1, I'm Mark Griffiths from, um, maybe as, Wrexham AFC. This is the final whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.